Welcome back to the Outreach Project. This is Josh. This is Zach. We are joined today with... David. Yeah, so uh, our last episode, Ryan Ward. I'm not sure how familiar you are with him, but he was definitely in service when you gave your testimony. He said, we need to have you on. And then we've also seen you worship, and man, it's... Mm. It's incredible. You get into it. We can tell you're on fire for the Lord. We're like, we need, we need to hear why. We, <laughs> we need oh, to hear. Absolutely. You know, yeah. God's done so much in my life. Now, as a kid, I got arrested for murder and arson, and I went to prison, did a 25-year sentence. While in prison, I joined a prison gang, got in a lot of trouble, and never really thought I was going to get out. And then I had a year where we was at war with another gang, and I was ordered to go kill some people with another few of the other brothers. And I was, had a celly who was a Christian. I used to call him my little Jesus freak. <laughs> so he would, yeah. he'd always talk about God. And I'd always be like, oh, all right, my little Jesus freak, whatever. And then I tell him, I'm like, I'll tell you what, you know, your God gets me out of this one, you know, because I was also thinking about my family, what they're going to go through again. You had yeah. another murder and everything. So I was like, your God gets me out of this one. I'll start reading that Bible, and he just kind of smiled. He's like, "All right, you know." He he kind of had kind of had a sense of humor, and I think that's part of a sense of humor. He's like, "All right, nice. you, know, you know, you're praying sometimes. You don't even realize you're praying, you know." And that so events happened where another cell house ran before ours, which never had been done before, and unfortunately, another guy was killed over there okay. from the same situation. And one of the guys that was at my house or my cell, we called them houses in prison, but in the okay. cell. They were there, we were waiting to go do what we had to do. Well, when it happened, we all got locked down, went back to our cells, and he had left a knife wrapped in a pair of pants on my box, and I didn't know it was in there still. I, had, I threw mine out, because we knew the shakedown was coming. Mm-hmm. So I get hit for this shakedown, and I go to for a knife thing called Preseg, and while in Preseg, I got what they call they started getting taken care of because i get a hearing what they call a hearing for the knife and everything mm-hmm. and they could have took time from me they could have took family visits they could have did a lot of things but i had to going to lock up which was mandatory but nothing else happened um the events that happened people started figuring out what it, two people was you know ended up being over a tattoo that two people argued over and so things are peace talks started happening things started taking care of themselves so i didn't think too much of it until i went to my lockup cell and usually lockup cells are trashed. I mean, they're filthy. But I go into this cell, it's been cleaned really well. And the only thing in this whole entire cell was a Bible sitting on the table. Nice. And I was just like, it's like I felt the Spirit tell me, all right, you said it. Yeah. And I'm, about, and I, I'm about done playing with you. You need to, you know, this is about your last chance. You know, you need to start really, you know, and, I've, and, if, and then I didn't understand. Now I'm looking where it talks about eventually you'll be turned to a reprobate mind. Back then, I'm just like, all right, you know, I just started reading. Mm-hmm. And it, I didn't get saved at first. It took a while. Yeah. And I got to all the way through the Old Testament, through the, you know, the, uh, the first part of the New Testament. And I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church, so I'd heard about salvation and things like that, but I always thought, not for me. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, it's all about grace and everything. But sometimes you don't get it because you don't feel you deserve it. Mm-hmm. And then I got to First Timothy one fifteen that says, this is, a faithful, this is a faithful saying where the all exception that Christ Jesus came in the world to save sinners of whom I'm chief. And I was like, chief sinner? Who does this guy think he is? So I started studying on Paul. And then I got to the road to Damascus when I went back, actually, I read it before, but you know, the Bible's always revealing new things to you. And as I'm reading it, that was my salvation moment. That was my aha moment. You know, 
I can almost feel the Spirit talking to me as Jesus talked to Paul, you know, saying, I know what you've done. I know mm -hmm. that you've killed. I know that you've extorted. I know that you've, you know, done all the things you've done. And he's like, I love you anyway. I love you now where you're at. Not if you clean yourself up, not, but I love you now. And he goes, give yourself to me and I'll take it all away. And, you know, right there, I just, in my cell, by myself, I just fell on my knees, started bawling, and I got saved. You know, and again, I didn't change right away, you know, and that was my first just amazing, you know, moment with Christ. And, you know, I started reading Scripture every day because, okay. you know, that was my that was my covenant. To this day, I still read Scripture every day because I told, like I told my bunkie, your guy gets me out of this one, I'll start reading every day. And yeah. I felt like that was a covenant that I made. So... I went, but I was going for it, and I was slow. You know, you're in a cell by yourself. You're not really, but I'm learning. I'm watching, like, Joyce Myers on TV and okay. a few other people. And then I get out in the regular population, and God starts putting people in my life that start talking to me, and Carrie Silvers was a good one. And as time goes on, the things I used to do, I'm still doing because at this point in time, I'm still a gang leader. You know, I didn't just, like say, you don't just change everything. That next day is not all different. So I'm making the calls that I used to make. I'm doing things I'm supposed to be doing, but somehow now it's not feeling right. It's not who I am anymore. It's like, you know, before I used to thrive on those things. Now I'm like, I don't know. It's just, it ain't there. Mm -hmm. So as I'm talking, or I'm doing these things, you know, I finally get to a point where I'm like, well, I'm going to give up my rank. If I'm not leading and make, calling these shots, it's not my fault. I can just do both. Because they always try to compromise, I found. And I got put in yet another position to go take care of some, have some other people go take care of this and I refused to do it and it got brought to the table fortunately the brothers sided with me they felt that it was not necessary but that was my point too where the Christian you know where Christ told me you can't serve two masters yeah. you can't serve your gang and me so I sat down and I wrote all the major prisons and wrote the people I needed to write and put in for a vote to retire and then you know I said and wait you know what you know when you put in a vote to retire you get three choices they got three choices they're going to do for you you're either going to be accepted to retire with 60 percent or more they're going to be denied like not now maybe later or maybe never or they kill you and you just wait and see what they're going to do yeah and even though it took 60 percent I was the only man in the state of Indiana to be blessed with 100 percent vote so everything worked out you know just perfectly I mean and that's where God does things where you can't take your own credit you can't be like, well, I just did this, and I know God did these things. And, you know, now I'm out. Three years later, after being out of the penitentiary, you know, and I was saved for like five or six years in, so I've learned mm -hmm. some things. This besides grew, probably had a million stories, I could tell you, but now here I am, you know, all these years later, I'm getting married to an amazing woman. I have a good job. I have a nice place to live. I have, you know, everything I need in life, and then some. I'm really blessed. You know, and the church, whenever I first got out, Pathway Community Church helped me out amazingly. And, yeah, so it's been an amazing journey. So, yeah, when I worship, it's just I know I have a lot to worship for. Yeah, he's, he's done a lot. <laughs> let's uh, let's rewind a little bit. Okay. So you went, um, you were told to do some things you didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. You went to say you didn't want to do it. Was that well, scary? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because, like I said, I was ordered to have at the time I was the highest rank or the oldest member in the cell house. Okay, you know this after I gave up my presidency. So now I'm not the president no more. I got to follow orders from the guys around me. Okay, and I was told to have the probates kill a guy. Okay, and I said okay, what's it about? And it turned out it was it for a hit for some tobacco and some weed and some money. And I'm like I can't do it. I you know before I would have been like sure let's do it you know but mm -hmm. 
now you know i I couldn't bring myself i I can't do it i'm like it's wrong i'm not gonna do it well when it was brought to the table the guys agreed they were like no you know this you're right this is not a wise decision so we're not gonna do it now they made it the decision for different reasons but (laughs) (laughs) but for me i know now you know i didn't understand them i know now it was a spirit stopping me yeah because I knew what I was supposed to do when the guy that, because when I challenged it, the guy that was a, was higher in rank, he was ranked still. So I was challenging his authority. And that's why he called you bring it to the table. And then when you bring something to the table, they talk and they vote on it. So, I mean, it's not like, but it, yeah, it's scary because anything you challenge in there can cause issues. Even when they're not supposed to, they can. Mm-hmm. The scary, like I said, it's the same thing. Like I said, when I went in for the vote to retire, you know, when they're all talking about it, moving around, they can decide to kill you over it. You don't Which, know. Yeah. yeah, you don't know what they're going to do. And you just got to sit there and wait for their decision. And you were like, man, I'm yeah, and you're willing saying, yeah. to get killed for. Well, you, you have to. Yeah. I mean, and again, this, that's what the spirit told me. But it's a double sword. You know, it's the part of you're scared because, yeah, technically anything can happen. Mm-hmm. But also. In salvation, you know, when Christ pushes you, especially when the Spirit pushes you that hard in your choice, because this wasn't something I had to like, I don't know, was the Spirit telling me, am I supposed to? I mean, this was like, this is what you're going to do. And I'm like, all right. So you also have to have that faith that when God leads you to do something, He's going to take care of it. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, So your cellmate, he he was a Christian. Yes. Was when you got back to that cell, did you... Go back to that cell? No, I did no. not. But I met him later on, and okay. he was like, really, he giggled. He's like, I already knew. He's like, <laughs> as soon as you said it, he's like, the spirit just told me, you know, he's good. That's sweet. And then another guy is funny, because too, because remember I told you I came in, there was a Christian I met at church. I gave my testimony at the mm-hmm. church in the prison. Okay. And one of the guys came up, and he's like, was you in cell 256? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm the one that left that Bible there. He's like, that was my, that was a Bible that my mom sent me. He said, the spirit told me to leave it sitting on that table. Dude. That's awesome. <laughs> what? That is so crazy. It was like to watch God, you know, work in circles. It was, yeah, it was amazing. That's that's awesome. Did you get to, obviously, when you went to, like, the gang leaders and such, you shared why you didn't want to do mm-hmm. things and such. Did you get any other chances to kind of share your faith through this in prison or with guys? Oh, absolutely. You know, and yeah. that, that's part of it, you know. I, like I said, I had been a Christian for a minute before I got the gang for like two mm-hmm. years before I got out. And one of the thing, one of the brothers told me, you know, we actually expected this. We've seen it coming. I said, what do you mean? They're like, man, since you started this God thing, you've changed. They're like, you're not Taz the devil no more, man. We've seen it coming. So, yeah, I did. And there's another guy that I actually was blessed. I was doing uh, some work with Todd, Todd from uh, Pathway Community. I did my testimony at okay. Salvation Army. And... One of the brothers, when I first got down to a lower level, he was a shot caller on that yard. And he's like, I want him out here on the yard. Now, this guy was my enforcer when I was a, when I was a shot caller at a higher level of Michigan City. And he was like, he walked up. And I'm waiting for him because this was a tough guy. And we had talked about we don't believe in retirement. We don't believe in this stuff. Yeah. Da, da, da. So I walked up, man. He's giving a big old hug. He's like, I'm proud of you, bro. He goes, you know, I wish I could do what you did. And I'm like, you can. I witnessed a little bit and didn't think much of it. So I'm at Salvation Army. I hear this, Taz, because he still called me Taz. You know, yeah. they, he didn't know that the transformation, the David on. So I ran up and he gave me a big old hug and we talked for a second. He's like, I did it. And 
I'm like, did what? And he's like, I got saved. I'm out, man. He's like, you know. Nice. So when he gets out to the world, he will no longer be. So I watched again. God showed full circle something that happened. And I was blessed to lead two men to Christ while in prison towards the, in the lower levels towards the end of my bit. I mean, God has blessed me. It's just another reason why when people's like, oh, do you wish you could just do everything over again and not go with what you went through? I'm like, no, because while in prison— I was saved, which may or may not have happened when I was out because I was kind of a wild child when okay. I was out. I met people that I was able to bring to Christ, mm-hmm. you know, in there, which, again, that's salvation. And now that I'm out, I'm getting ready to marry a good woman of God. I'm getting, you know, my family, I'm me, you're closer than ever. So, no, would I be where I'm at if God didn't bring me through where I was? Yeah, it's his plan, which yeah, is crazy, it, but, yeah. Yeah, it's, you, you don't. You can't question God on those things because, mm-hmm. you know, and like right now I'm talking to a guy who got out of a, a gang in another state, but he moved here. Okay. And he's a man of God, and he got, but he's struggling in certain areas. So I'm kind of, you know, somebody connected us, you know, to, nice. so me to talk to him. And so I already know what he's going through. So when I'm talking to him, he sees, okay, this guy understands it. It's not just, and I think that's why a lot of us, you know, go through things god says you are comforted by the ultimate comforter that you may comfort others and i think god brings us through things because you know and i've experienced this in prison where people come in to talk and the volunteers are great don't get it wrong but sometimes you got to go out there talking about oh i i feel what you guys are going through no you don't you've never been here you never got a speeding ticket you can't tell me (laughs) that you understand what going to prison is that's a whole different you know so but i mean when i talk to somebody who's going through these things i understand it Mm-hmm. And I can tell them, you know, like when you get out and once you're saved and you're out of prison and everything's going great, you're going to have rough moments still. Yeah. And I mean, I I love the Lord and I've been, you know, I've been blessed. Like when I first got out Pathway Community Church, they were great. I mean, I called, mm-hmm. I was talking to Pastor Brian and I was like, you know, I seen your church online mm-hmm. and I talked to a few other churches and they kind of shun you. They're like, well, yeah, you can check us out. And then when they find out he was in prison for murder, they're like, well, you know, there's also this church and this yes. church, you know, they start... But Brian, I was like, you know, Pastor Brian there, I was like, hey, you know, uh, I just want to give you a heads up before I come to church. You know, I just got a present for murder and arson. He goes, really? I'm like, yeah. He said, huh, let's go out to lunch. You know, so <laughs> yeah. he started taking me out to lunch. And then when I was having some rough times, they got me into some Christian counseling. Okay. You know, and the pathway paid for it and to set me up in it. And the church was really coming around me, you know, to make me feel wanted there at the church. And, and that's the same way when I came here, my cousin happened to come here. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny too because we the week before we we sat each, with each other one week in the same row, and again been twenty five years since we've seen each other. I haven't seen her slipping out, so we're sitting by each other. We didn't know it, and then we're at my nephew's graduation, and she's like, "Who's that guy?" And they told us like, and we lived together as kids in the trailer before. So <laughs> it, it was always so been. But she come here, and then like I said, Pastor Brad has been amazing. He's become a friend of mine. Nice, you know, Holly's awesome. Uh, these, you know, Rob, all these pastors here, you know, and the membership here is the same way as the pathway. I've felt welcomed. I've never felt like, ooh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, you know, what's awesome. And that's what I love about this church and pathway, too, is both of you guys have outreach ministries that are amazing. And that is something I always looked for in a church was, that, you know, through scriptures and studies, I always say, you know what, when I find a church, it has to have outreach outreach ministry it has to have people that are really involved with the members and both churches. I love both churches because they're both like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, how did you kind of get to First Church from Pathway? We moved to Columbia City here. Okay. 
And when I got my house here, I was starting to look around for churches. And I was talking to a guy. It was funny because, I was again, God works. I was in Walmart, and we were waiting in line, and I I heard a guy singing a song that I liked, and we talked for a second about being men of God, and I was like, "Yeah, so I just moved here." And he actually told me about this place. I was okay, like, you go check us out. So I was going to check out different churches, and so I was like, "All right, I'll check this one out first. So I came here, and I'm like, "Okay," <laughs> it's like it was like a no brainer. I mean, this was, you know, this is what I was looking for. How how long ago was that? I say probably about about a year, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been sweet. coming here about a year now. Yeah, and we'll still go to like. We we'll go to Pathway on Saturday nights a lot of times too. Okay. So we kind of do a little. I stay connected in both churches, and I love that too. Yeah, you know, perfect. And it's funny because I found that there's a lot of connections between this church and Pathway. There's a lot of people that are connected in both both ways. Like Johnny, the one that we're in the end, that mm-hmm. was here, he goes. To, he went to Pathway. Okay. On Saturdays. Sweet. And there's a bunch of other people though that we know that this person's related to this person, and it's just been awesome and amazing. Yeah. There we go. Love to hear that. And then another rewind, okay? Okay. You you were in prison for 25 years. Was mm-hmm. that your original sentence or? Well, okay. I'm under what they call the old law. Okay. And in the old law, with good behavior, you do half your time. So okay. I, got, I got sentenced to 55 years and to do total. Yeah. And I should have been out in 27 and a half. But I got my after I got saved, I ended up going to Ball State. I got my college degree. Okay. And then uh, I ended up getting out in twenty five years, which is earlier. But it was and again, it was I watched God work in this because as an affiliated member, see, I was still legally well in the prison system. I was still considered affiliated because I wouldn't do what they call a briefing, which means telling everybody. Okay. You know, God says you take you know you take your own heat. You don't throw people. You know. He well, he doesn't say you take your own heat like that, but he says, you know, you're not to be a busybody. You're not to basically, you know, throw people. Essentially, he says, don't in, wrong your brothers. Right, so, don't throw people under yeah. the bus. He says, mind your business, you know, things like that. There's sort of things, you know, and just spiritually, I just knew, you know, that's not for me to get somebody else in trouble so I can get out of trouble. I mean, God's I, the ultimate judge. Right, not I did what you. I was, yeah. yeah. I did what I did. So. I wasn't supposed to be eligible for work release or CPT or any of those things. Okay. Well, I get down to level one, and the counselor there, actually, I was denied the work release like we knew it happened, but he wrote them, and the DOC work release got me proof of the DOC work release. And then the counselors there approved, got me approved to go to CTP in Fort Wayne, which is community transition. You go to house arrest, and okay. they go to classes, and you're still under your time, but you're doing it in society, like, being watched which i think was amazing too because for me it was great because you're still slowly getting let yeah. out and they're mm-hmm. teaching you how to live instead of just saying here you go <laughs> you know so it was, it was just god worked it out amazingly and like i said even the jobs you know i mean i started off at you know like my, my first month to get a job i ended up like doing i think 400 a counselor count they record them because you're in the program so i think i did like 411 applications 200 some interviews wow. in that month and i spent eight hours a day my job was to get a job so i spent eight <laughs> hours a day searching for a job and i ended up getting the first couple jobs were okay but you know and then i met tara okay you know, my future wife i met her at a singles our single group I had a, pathway has a singles christian group okay and 
it's not about dating in the group. The group is about like if you're single, you go out as Christians, brothers and sisters to get events. So you can go to regular events without being in the wrong environment or around the wrong people together. Oh, so sounds very healthy. Yeah, it was it was it was awesome. So we was out and we was in a concert at Ted's and her cousin is one of um one of our group members that was one of our group members and they were there celebrating her other cousin's birthday. Okay. So they joined us and me and Tara met and so I mean, yeah, it's again, it's God works things out. It's amazing how He does these things. Yeah, that's awesome. And then where where are you working now? Uh, Pollywood Furniture yep. up there in Syracuse. Again, amazing job. I'm doing better than I ever. You know, if you would have told me ten years ago I'd be in the position I'm in now, I would never believe it. Probably laugh. Oh yeah, I would <laughs> never. I was wondering if I'd ever really even ever get out because okay. day to day you never know what's going to happen, much less get out beginning married have a job that's a decent job a well-paying job i mean it's yeah it's just something you would never think mm-hmm. you know and it's funny too because i watch i've talked to a, a few of the brothers that's been out and some of us that's been christians and those that stayed with god and those that's kind of veered off and people can say that you know that's just what you say but i've seen i know the people and I, I was doing me and my buddy was talking about the other day, Dell, and out of there we talked about nine people we knew. Five of us stayed Christians. Every one of us that stayed Christians are out doing fairly decent in life. Up to like a couple of them are doing amazing, okay, in life. And then out of the four that we talked about, one's on probation again. Two are dead, and the others back in prison. I mean. It shows, and I'm yeah. not saying that if you're not saved, you're automatically going back to prison. Yeah. I mean, God knows the future. God knows what's going. We don't do that. But if you're following the life of God, the rest of it, and that's what made CTP. Everybody talked about how hard the house rest in these programs are, and the what, the accountability I was holding myself to following God was more than what they was holding me accountable to. So it was easy <laughs> to follow their rules because yeah. that's what God said to do. He says do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you know, and not, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. We all mess up. We all mm-hmm. break rules occasionally. We do what we're not supposed to do occasionally. But in general, it was easy for me because you know, Scripture says this is what you do, so you do it. And you and wanted it, to, yeah, yeah, and it made it easy. Yeah, you know, the, doing the program, the classes, all that was, you know. Yeah, you were talking with us before camera mm-hmm. and everything about kind of the transition getting out on smartphones yeah. and, yeah, and stuff weird. like that. So that program probably helped a little bit with yeah, that it too. Did. Well, the pro- yeah, and the program helped. Like you know, they hold you accountable to like you have to have a job. If you don't have a job, you have to have so many applications in it. Which yeah, again, it was like eight applications a day, and I'm doing like thirty or forty a day. So I mean, I you know I was doing which was well above and beyond. So I was able to not good. I was able to, you know, get through the program with her ease, and they and they see that, and they, you know, like even the counselor now will occasionally reach out and, oh, cool, you know, say how are you doing, you know, because she even said, you know, when she seen my packet from prison, she thought I was going to be one of her problem child. She was like, I can't believe they even let the guy in the program, but, mm-hmm. and she's like, he turned out to be the easiest guy I've ever worked with. She was like, I've ne- I never got one right up, I never got, and again, I'm giving the glory to God on that because before that, before I was a man of God. I had 60-some write-ups in prison. I was always in trouble, you know, for some kind of stupid thing. You know, you never yeah. knew what it was going to be. Which is honestly, like, <laughs> God throwing you a great lob to witness. Like, you're like I yeah. can't believe you're doing so good. And you can be like, well, 
credit to God. Yeah, and <laughs> that's, that's, what it, awesome. and that's yeah. what it is. And that's, you know, and I always make sure to do that because, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to try to act like I somehow just became this amazing person. I did, mm-hmm. you know, God's blessed me in life. I've become, I've been blessed. It ain't nothing. I, I'm not special. That I've done all these crazy things. It's God's walked before me and he set these things up. God's always put these amazing people in my life. You know, even like now we're, you know, we're, I'm getting ready to go back and do it in October, but we, I'm getting ready to work it in October. We did a thing called Emmaus Walk. Me and Tara did an Emmaus Walk last year, which it's a spiritual retreat in uh, Warsaw or close okay. to Warsaw. And uh, you go there for over the weekend, you have people will talk, then you have table conversations about it and do sketches about it. And it's a great oh, it's a weekend camp in the woods and all these Epworth, Epworth Forest. Okay. Where that's up there. But. You know, it's like God, but God has put, you know, people in my life like Amanda, she's a pastor and Jill, like we go to their Bible study and, but God's always putting people in my life and he, he does that for everybody. Like I'm the guy that he chooses to do it. He does. That's what God does. He mm-hmm. puts you in situations, puts you people in your life to help guide you and form you. Mm-hmm. You know, like my family, you know, the, the, our relationships have been so much stronger and healthier and honestly, you know, like even with Tara, I think, you know, he put her in my life at the right time. And part of what she does is, and people think this might sound funny, but she taught me how to be loved. Huh. You know, sometimes you don't even feel like you deserve to be loved. You mm-hmm. don't feel like, and that was a struggle for me a long time. You know, after I first got saved, you know, I look back and I'm like, I don't deserve this. I was, you know, somewhat you know not a very good person if you will i mean i was not mm-hmm. the best of people. and so you feel like you don't deserve these things but god's like i don't care about that i love you unconditionally it don't matter what you've done mm-hmm. you know and that's part of where he puts you know like he put the pastor and you know pathway in the church in my life you know and he shows you know brotherly love and he shows how to you know how to conduct yourself and he's helped me in different areas and like i said tara showed me how to accept love how to just you know how to be like okay this this person loves me and i don't have to do some great thing to make it happen every day or keep it tap you know and that's <laughs> yeah. part of what each other that's what is with god you don't have to after you're saved be doing i mean like what you guys are doing is great but just because this guy over here is not doing that or not a pastor doesn't mean that god don't love him anymore yeah, or less yeah. which is awesome and that's yeah and that's what that's what that grace is and that's what that love is unconditional love is it don't matter your past. It don't matter what you're doing now. It don't matter your future. God loves you. It's just is what it is, and that's yeah. how I was able to get saved. That's what He's telling me when I got saved is I don't care what you did. I know all those things. It's not a surprise, you know. And I love you where you're at, and that's what you know. People should really know is God is here for you. He's you know He wants to be with you, you know. And they always talk about the unforgivable sin, and people's like, "Why well, don't get that? Why?" You know, people say it's blasphemy, but yet people, you know, curse. And it's not cursing God. It's the reason why it's unforgivable because it's rejecting God. And we got free will. So the only way you cannot be saved is if you refuse to accept it. That's why it's unforgivable because he can't give you what you won't take. Mm -hmm. Other than that, God wants you to take it. You know, I mean, he's saying here, I love you. You're my child. Take this. Mm -hmm. Come back. And it's just amazing, you know, the facts that you can have done anything and he has no judgment as far as hate judgment there'll be you know we talk about the ultimate judgment at the end and we're covered in the blood of jesus but as of right now he loves you he loves you regardless and even those ones that are refusing he loves it's just free will 
we have free will mm-hmm. and we stand in the way. Yeah. You know, Which engage. makes the love, I guess, more meaningful if we choose it. So, well, at, well, absolutely, and I just, but it makes God's love more meaningful because, like with me, when I was before I was saved, I used to make fun of Christians. I mean, they'd there'd be Christians coming in, and like they'd be passing out Bibles and talking to us, and I like I grabbed the Bible, threw it in the trash, and laughed at the dude. And I mean, I was I was mocking. I was I was all out. I mean. Because I went, you know, I grew up, my mom and sister were Christians. Okay. And, you know, mom, and I grew up around that. And I kind of resented, I don't know whether I resented it or whether, again, I was in that spot myself where I don't realize at the time, but I was kind of self-hating where I didn't feel I deserved. I don't know where exactly I was in that with that. Hmm. But it, I was very much like going the opposite way. I was starting to try to dabble in Asatru, which is a whole different religion and I was doing the casting ruins, doing all this crazy stuff. And through all that, even mocking him and everything, he loved me and put me in a position and set me up to be saved. Yeah. Did you, did you get made fun of then in prison after you were saved? Did it no. come full circle? Or? Actually, you know, I mean, I've had a few guys make comments, especially at first. I found out there was a bet made when I got to a lower <laughs> level prison. <laughs> there was a, no. <laughs> yes, there was a bet made that... Some of the guys that heard about in other prisons, there's a couple, and they were outsiders. They weren't even guys in the group, but they and they we just knew each other since we were kids in prison. Okay. And they thought that I was pretending to be a Christian and covered my tattoos up, so administration would leave me alone. But I was still really running running part of the organization behind the scenes, until they got around me, and, and then they were like, "Oh wow!" And the dude paid the bet because he was like, "No, he really changed." So there was actually a bet made against what, me. What was the wager? I think I think it was like a hundred bucks. <laughs> you know, and in prison that's a lot of money. Yeah, but, it, but yeah, it was really legitimately a bet made that I was faking it. Huh. Until they got around me and they're like, Oh wow, this dude really has changed. You know, and there's and that's a God change. I can't change. Mm-hmm. And that's how you when people say, How do you know Jesus is real? And I'll say, Because the changes in me, I couldn't have made to myself. I wasn't that man. Hmm. God had to make those changes. I couldn't do it. That's that's crazy, man. I love how every step of this journey you're crediting towards God. Like, well, man, you got to. He he has yeah. the credit. I mean, from the moment we yeah. spoke to you what, last Sunday, we walked up. We're like, we love the way you worship. You're like, man, glory to God. We're like, yeah. <laughs> to, to still now, that's mm. that's awesome. That's very selfless. But can't do it without God. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can't. I mean, we we can boast, and and I'm and that is one of my struggles is I'm very prideful, and that's why I, I like to do that a lot to keep myself in check too. Okay. To understand that yeah. you know you didn't do all this, God set this up, and you can and you watch, and this is what I do when I get and I do the same thing when I get like frustrated with what's going on in life. Maybe I'm not liking something going on at work or at home or wherever and then i just start thanking god for all the things he did and it says okay yeah you're really doing well quick whining you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so uh let's let's touch a little bit about you now Mm -hmm. um try to get some common interests out there um with with maybe some audience if they attend they want to talk to you whatnot um what what do you like to do for fun or um kayaking was fun which I, I, i like kayaking um hiking 
um, like I said, a lot of what a lot of what we're doing now, we've been so busy with the wedding this summer, so I really haven't yeah. been out too much. A lot summer. of planning, yeah. a lot of planning for the wedding. It's been really, really hectic. And I get we got a lot of family events. I have a huge family, yeah. so we have a lot of family events. But yeah, um, I like to go to the movies. I honestly, it's weird, but like Tara, the one the one I'm getting engaged to, she's mm-hmm. literally my best friend. So I mean, I'm literally I hang out with her all the time. Yeah. I hate to be apart from her, but I also you know I like to and I like to do new things. I like okay. to experience things. Um, I like to go out, and I'm just getting to where, like, what we're doing now. I've gave my testimony there. I'm scheduled to give her here before. I'm scheduled to give my testimony to the church. I'm doing some okay. So I'm learning, and like I said, we're going in October to where we're going to work the Emmaus Walk, which again is a spiritual retreat for yeah. people. So I'm, you know, and it's starting to get in the outreach a little more and see what God has planned for me. So I'm really excited nice. about the things I'm doing there. But I mean, yeah, and if anybody ever wants to talk, they can always come up and talk to me. I'm very easy to, yeah. I really don't get upset about it. I'll talk about, I'll talk about whatever. Because I believe, again, like I said, to God said too much is given, much is required. So I believe he, the things that he's blessed me with and how he's blessed me from where I put myself to where he's brought me out of, it's, you know, I don't have no problems, you know, helping somebody yeah. or talking to somebody about it. Yeah, and I'm fortunate to have a woman of God that really supports me in that. She doesn't never try to hold me back or tell me, "Well, don't talk about this or don't go do that." And she's mm-hmm. just, you know, if God leads you to do it, do it. Yeah, you said uh, you like trying new things. What uh, what's been some cool things you've tried new since? Well, what I was talking about kayaking was yeah. one of them. I'd never done that before. I loved kayaking. Um, just spiritually, like I said, going out and finding what God has for me, doing like interviews, mm-hmm. things like this. Uh, the computer that was completely new <laughs> like i said you know it's so funny and again you know even when we got a laptop a year and a half ago that's the first time i'd ever you know been on a laptop and yeah. had it and it's frustrating at times with learning it but it's you know learning these things is fun um i'm sure like movies are a lot different because now you have netflix you can just yeah oh yes <laughs> we have the netflix yeah the movies are fun those things are fun. Um, you don't just, put the CD in anymore. <laughs> honestly, and sometimes it's simple things too, like taking care of things at the house. Okay. The, you know, you never, you know, as a kid, you never, you never, I never really did those things. Mm-hmm. But just learning, you know, responsibilities at the house, learning how often you do the salt, you know, the salt and the water, you know, yeah. little things that you wouldn't think of, you know. I mowed the lawn as a kid, but now, you know, it's like taking the responsibility of, yeah, I probably should mow the lawn, which I'll probably have to do this afternoon. But, <laughs> but no, just learning. I mean, I, you know, learning how to be an adult, how to be a grown man, you know, taking the responsibilities of things. You know, it's sometimes it's scary, but sometimes it's fun, too, though, and it's exciting. It makes you feel accomplished, you know, when you learn the basic, you know, the basic things in life. You know, like when I was first at... For when I first was at work release, somebody had to show me how to do laundry. You know, because I, I was a kid when I got arrested, so I didn't even really know. You didn't, yeah. I mean, I knew the basics of it. You know, my when I was a kid, I'd fold laundry, stuff like that. But my mom had always took care of it. Or my grandmother, when I lived down in Fort Wayne, had always took care of laundry. So I never was really doing my own laundry. And I've probably done it once or twice as a kid, just didn't remember how. Yeah. I was just standing there looking at the washing machine, and they're like, you need some help i'm like yeah <laughs> but, but learning those things and trying those things and that and then and that's where you know like i played pool as a kid but then i went out and you play pool and i'm not very good but it was fun to try bowling yeah. you know just i'm up for pretty much any adventure you know like i said epworth forest going on a man's retreat was definitely a new kind of thing concept to me 
you know, but it was amazing. And, you know, spiritually it was growing and friendships went amazing from it. So, yeah, new things. Of any, I'm always up to try some new things. And, yeah. You know, it's just, it's amazing. And then even, like I said, building even, building in the relationship with my future wife, you know, we have, you know, ways that we do things and standards we set that I never knew was standards before, never knew to, and it's made life amazing. I've never, and this, like I said, you know, I've never been in a position or never thought I'd be in the position I'm in now to where, you know, God just guides in these things and helps in these mm-hmm. things and does these things. And it's funny because it's the simple things you, you think about that we take for granted that we do day to day, but it's really a bless, it's amazing blessings. And that's one of the things you have from doing so much time. You realize, wow, these are amazing. And God's the four, you know, and people's like, well, what do you mean when you take God everywhere with you at all times? We say to do that, but what does that really mean? And it's not saying you literally are like, God bless this kayak, you know, you pray for safety. <laughs> but it's like, it's saying enjoying it and understanding when you're going through there that, wow, God made this amazing forest yeah. that we're floating through on this. Or when you're like, oh, we have an ama- we have a the park over here. Morse's? Morse's Park. Yeah. I seen the front part I thought was cool, but I didn't know if you go under that bridge, they had like seven miles of trails back there. Yeah, and past like the gate. And yeah, the, and I the mean, grass, yeah. It's, it's a great experience, but I was like, okay, so I went hiking back there and I was like, this is amazing. But I like to, and that's where I talk about bring God with you because I like to stop and just look and say, you know what, man, how amazing is it that, you know, we have a creator that made these things. Yeah. You know, and. The same with like music. I'm I love music and okay. when, and I'm probably that guy that people will laugh at when they pull up next to you because I will be in the car, music cranked all the way up, singing about my head. <laughs> nice. You know, I just I have fun with it and you know, and I love some good Christian music, but I but I'll you know, I listen to a little bit of everything. Okay. What's and, uh your favorite genre? If you had to pick one mostly country, I'd say. Okay. And that's where my, my favorite song is there's a country a country song called The Man I Wanna Be by Chris Young. And it is amazing because it's basically he's talking about he's done a woman wrong and things he was doing in his life. And he's asking God to turn him into the man that he wants to be. And the man he wants to be is the man that God wants him to be, mm-hmm. you know, and it's and it's great because it's like it's it's like the anthem for me now. It's like, you know, God turned me the man you want me to be. And don't get me wrong, though, I can also turn on some Metallica, turn it way up, and bang my head. From, <laughs> you know, and, and it's funny. And, and at first, I felt, and it's funny how we do this because we always guilt trip ourselves. And at first, you know, I felt weird talking to Pastor Brian about music. And then I was like, I was like, and there's one song called Bodies that I thought, and then he told, and he's like, oh, you're my giant pole. I love that song. And I'm like, he's like, just because we're Christians don't mean we can't enjoy things. Yeah. He said, God wants us to enjoy life, He yeah. just wants us to enjoy life with Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was funny how, and I've calmed down a lot about that. I used to be so self-aware of myself as far as when I first got out, as far as like, is everybody watching? Well, they are. But what God wants you to show is your relationship with him. Not that you're the perfect Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's something that. You have to be real. Yeah, yeah. The guy that I'm mentoring with, he likes is because I'll tell him, look, let me get mad at work. You're probably going to hear a cuss word or two come out of my mouth. I'm not the mm-hmm. the guy that does everything correctly. And God doesn't expect you to. If he did, Jesus wouldn't need to came down. So that's part of the learning is learning that we can be fallible. We can be make mistakes. We can 
have faults and God's not like, I can't believe it, you know? Oh, he and, can believe yeah, it. Yeah, he knows it. I mean, he knows it. He said he knew you before you was formed in your mother's womb. Mm -hmm. So he knows where you're going to go. He knows what you can do. He's omnipotent. He knows what's happening. Yeah, as so long not, as we're trying. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's that faith. And that's the difference between religion and relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, God wants you to actually talk to him about these things. I mean, I've gotten downright arguments with him about stuff where I'd be sitting there like, why? I don't get it. What are you doing? You know, and you know, and I almost want to say like, I'd be like, you're wrong. I know he's not. But like, <laughs> <laughs> then you feel bad. <laughs> but it's like you're arguing with him. But, but I mean, but that's a true relationship. I mean, conversation. And what I'm, I'm, I'm literally not. I know God's not going to be wrong. That I'm going to be in the wrong. But I'm like, why? Make me understand. Mm -hmm. You know why? You know, it's like when you talk to a parent. You know, he says, as far as it says, we're adopted child. Where he cry, Abba, Father. You talk to him like. Your father, like, why, God? What is going on? You know, this hurts. This is a bad situation. I'm not liking this. Why are you doing this? And then he'll explain. Well, actually, I'm not doing it. This is why it's happening. You know, spiritually, you'll start getting things will start coming to revelation. And you're like, oh wow, mm -hmm. yeah. And you know, and that's one thing I learned as a man of God too is the accountability part of it. You know, we as men hate to take accountability for our mistakes. <laughs> we do not want to say we screwed this up. You know, and that's what part of the thing, what makes my time in prison easier as I got older and my past to where I'm like, okay, is because when I look at it, I did those things. God didn't put me in prison. God didn't make me go through the things I went through. I did those things. Sin nature, when things happen bad, sin nature causes those things. We didn't yeah. cause those things. God didn't cause those things. Or excuse me, I mean, we caused those things, not God. God didn't cause those things. But God puts a way out. And that's what's amazing about God is even when we are disobedient and screw up, he'll still bless us with a way out. Mm -hmm. He's said many times in my life. And it's to watch the way he works, it blows my mind. Nice. I, I love that. I love just the way he's worked. Oh, yeah. He, he's, yeah. he's amazing. And I've seen it in several places. I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's. God has done things in people's lives, and I love doing watching the same thing. I love watching testimonies. I love talking to people because yeah. it's you watch around the circle things. You're just thinking, what? Because like you think about just these few that we talk about, and we're not even a f fraction of what He's done. Mm -hmm. And in our minds, it, it's just it's hard to wrap your head around. You yeah, know? I think. Uh I think I know your answer to this, but I want to talk a little bit of scripture with you. Okay. Is that First Timothy verse? Is that your favorite verse? Yes. Or okay. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. It's. It is because again, that's my aha moment, and that's mm -hmm. definitely my my favorite verse because it. Again, it shows you. You know, I love how God does. It. If you watch the scripture, and it goes even back in the beginning with King David. You know, after he was in a relationship with God too. This isn't like. He was this guy and got saved. I mean, this man, while he was a Christian, while he was what well, we call a Christian, but he was a man of God and after God's own heart yeah. back then, he committed adultery. Then had murder done to cover up yeah. the adultery. And he paid for it in the world, but God still loved him. You know, and that's something, again, it's reading a lot of the Psalms and a lot about King David showed me that even though we're spiritually forgiven, there is still worldly consequence. And that's where people mix it up. 
They think because you're a Christian, you should just in here forgiven means that you're good. And spiritually, you're good. God's going to forgive you. That don't mean you don't have worldly consequence. So your worldly consequence is not God punishing. Your worldly consequence is a consequence of what you did. Yeah. That is not God coming back on you. That is, you set that up, and this is the very, this is what happened because of it. Yeah, which mm -hmm. may be a hard concept for maybe some unbelievers to understand. Right. Like, why would God do that to me? Right. It's like, well, it's... He didn't. You know, yeah. We, you, know, we're, you know, spiritually, he's still, we're forgiven, and he loves us, but worldly, there's going to be consequences. You know, just like your, your mother and father, if they tell you not to do something... And you do it. It's not they don't love you no more, but they are going to be. They are going to punish you because there's consequences behind it. Yeah, and that's just, and that's you know with God the same thing is there's consequences behind it. And sometimes you know it's we get in our own way with things. We think that we got these answers and we do these things, and then when they don't work, we blame God. And again, did God tell us to do it or did we come up with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. Um, so we'll be respectful of your time. Um, we're coming up on okay. about 50 minutes. Um, thank you for this. So we, we ask our guests the same final question. Okay. I'm not sure if you're aware of it or not. Um, but it's just a fun, lighthearted question. Kind of okay. shows people who you are. Um, but without any monetary, um, travel distance, no limitations, what would be your dream vacation? Hmm. <laughs> yeah I, i've never really actually even thought about that yeah and i know you have your honeymoon coming up yeah, we're, and yeah, stuff we're actually going to panama city florida so that'd okay. be that's gonna be amazing that'd be the first time i've seen the ocean so that'll be okay. awesome wow yeah i've never been you, out of indiana or michigan so you haven't traveled no, much no i haven't been out, of, yeah. never been out of indiana or michigan so this will be amazing yeah but um the ultimate vacation i think it'd be a combination you have to because yeah because you want you want to do the spiritual like travel jerusalem see the but you also want to do the hawaii like good, i mean <laughs> you know you want to you want to give the right answer say i want to go do, and, and you do i mean I, you know like our honeymoon at first was going to be the uh, we we're going to go to kentucky and go to noah ark noah's okay. ark and we are going that's going to be our next year vacation we're going to go do noah's ark and the museum and everything but since I'd never seen the ocean, never been out, everybody's like, or Tara was like, you know, we should really go. She's been? Yeah, she's been. Yeah. She's like, you really want to see this. It's amazing. And again, the Noah's Ark would be awesome, and that is one of our vacations. But again, it, you, when you go to Panama City, we're going to have fun. I'm sure it's going to be amazing there. But again, to watch sit over the ocean and just think, you know, this is God's creation, traveling through the mountains. Yeah. You know experiencing and that's where you driving yes yeah so you'll be able we'll to be able to experience knock some yeah. states off your list yeah and, yeah. and again it's the but yeah the ultimate vacation i think with no limits right you'd want to do the whole the, you'd want to do the jerusalem trip and see the sites but you're also going to want to do the hawaii the, and that's <laughs> why i said it's and that's why i think it's it's a balance in life yeah if you will you know mm -hmm. god wants you to have fun god doesn't want you to be that stone wall i don't and it's a relationship you know like again when you with your parents your parents want you to have fun they want you to, they want you to be safe they want you to be right but they still want you to have fun and that's with god god wants us to be loved he wants us to feel loved he wants us to have fun he wants us to you know love life but he wants us to do it with him yeah and he wants us to do it in the right ways yeah and even in florida you'll experience 
oh, God absolutely. through his beauty and yeah, seeing I mean, the ocean. Yeah, just sitting there seeing this vast ocean and thinking, wow, you know, what a creator mm-hmm. and whatever happens there. And I don't ever limit God either because you never know and where you're going to be or what's going to happen or who you're going to be talking to where there's that moment where God's like, I need you right here. So I need you to be here at this time. And God says, I can use you here. You know, you don't know what that's going to be. It might be sitting there on the beach waiting to tear waiting for Tara to get back from you know getting a drink or you know getting a sandwich or something and i'm sitting there talking to some guy and we're talking about whatever and the subject comes up i mean you just don't know when or how things are going to happen and being available sometimes and again that's part of being with god it's not saying that every conversation you have has to be strictly scriptural conversation <laughs> which i mean and we tend to especially if you ever if you ever when you first start getting around a pastor and you start like you meet him out at walmart and you're like so when church went you don't have you know you know yeah. how you doing today he's a Talk person to, yeah. yeah have conversations with him brad is awesome when you talk mm-hmm. to him just you know pastor brian at pathway i said we talked about movies we talk about music yeah. you know it's it's all relationship and that's what god wants with him that's what god wants in the body yeah perfect so going back your answer is jerusalem and hawaii jerusalem and hawaii kind of makes okay. it okay <laughs> i like it yeah. hey normally we don't allow that but well i like your answer it was <laughs> it was good <laughs> but yeah thank you david Absolutely. We really uh appreciate you sharing do you have closing thoughts you want to um, and including thought, like I said, and this is something I always talk about, even in my testimonies, is again, it don't matter who you are, what you've done, what you've been through, God loves you. His salvation is always available, his love is always there. It don't matter after you're saved, what you do, what you've been through, God loves you, he's gonna be there for you. Just look to God and I'm telling you, he'll do some amazing things in your life. Yeah. Love mm-hmm. it. If you have questions, please reach out. Absolutely. If you want get connected to David, reach out. We'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will uh, see you next week on the Outreach Project. Peace. Peace.